Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And we're back to our regular scheduled episode of the Spooky Hour. Yay! Woohoo! Hi, friends! It's a fun little break. I did nothing. <laughs> I went... I did nothing. I lied. I didn't do anything either. I, had, I, took, I took a four-day weekend and told everyone I was doing something, and then I didn't do it because life happens. So I didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> but sometimes it's okay to just do nothing and just exist. Yeah. I saw my parents, and it was... Oh, that was good. It was my fiancé's birthday on Father's Day, so... Quarantine birthdays, boo. Right? Boo. We usually go camping for his birthday, and like last year we couldn't because we booked a tattoo appointment like the week before because we're stupid, <laughs> and then we're like, well, for sure go next year, and then then the world got campsites open. <laughs> they opened. Fuck. It's really funny because we always go Stuart's birthday weekend, which last weekend, but they opened up again on the twenty second, which was the Monday, the day after his birthday. Yeah, such a kick in the day. It really is. <laughs> But we hope you liked the spooky tales. We loved them. We had so much fun. We already have a couple for volume two, but definitely keep sending them in. There's a handy little email button in our Instagram. You can click to send us some. Uh, we won't tell you when volume two is dropping. I think we're just going to drop it again. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to see what su- happens. Surprise you guys. And uh, it's great. Everyone likes surprises. Yeah. So. But yeah, we had fun doing it. We hoped you liked it. We got lots of good feedback. Yeah. People loved it. Yeah. The people loved it. And uh, just so everyone knows, Brianna Taylor's murderers are still at large. Ah, yes, they still are. So let's keep One up. was fired, but that is that is a very, very tiny victory. There's many victories left to be had. Yeah, that's one step. We got to go to the next step where he is charged for murdering Brianna Taylor. Keep fighting. It's honestly, it's working. Look at all the petitions that are leading to cases being reopened, uh, charges being laid yep. and stuff like that. Keep keep going guys sign all the petitions share all the petitions do all the things donate if you can we're not done yet no we're still not done keep yourself educated keep your friends educated your family educated and yeah just keep it up and on and with that i guess uh we'll get into some murdery stuff i feel like we're gonna have a long one today because i have a long one holly has a long one. Oh boy so <laughs> we know how much you guys love our banter but we're gonna hold off this time yeah we don't want you sitting here for like four hours yeah. um this is the longest one i've ever written and i tried really hard to edit it down but holy crap this case is huge so i got my so drink that. Ready. yeah i was gonna i got my drink ready i'm ready so today i'm gonna tell you guys about the murder of sherry rasmussen and the 23 year battle it took to solve her case oh. 23 years Holy crap. that's why this is so long it's not my fault yeah. um, on february 24th 1986 29 year old sherry rasmussen was contemplating calling in sick for work uh she was the director of nursing at glendale adventist medical center so she was like pretty high up in the nursing ranks okay. um she rarely called in for work, but she just, like, wasn't feeling it that day, which totally can relate. I do that all the freaking time. Everyone needs, <laughs> everyone needs a day off. Yeah. Um, when her newlywed husband, John Rutten, left for work, she was still in bed deciding whether or not to get up. Uh, later in the morning, John gave Sherry a call at home to see if she went into work. Uh, when she didn't answer, he called her secretary to see if she had come by the office, which she had not. This was not unusual. Someday she wouldn't stop in her office at all, even if she did go into work. Uh, so John just assumed she stayed home to sleep and went about his day, which good man, if you think your girl is sleeping, although ugh, it didn't end well in this case, but like, yeah, I was like, but what if she's dead, Holly? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but just, just let a girl sleep sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, a little while later, he called again, and again, there was no answer. He called four more times, and all four times, there was no answer. The answering machine was turned off, but John had just assumed that Sherry forgot to turn it on, which, this is how old the case is. Do you remember answering machines? Yeah, I was going to say, when you have to turn it on and off. They were separate from your phone. Yeah. And you had, like, these really obnoxious buttons that never Yeah, worked. oh my god, yeah. It looked like a tape recorder, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was never overly worried. He just assumed that she was enjoying her day off. So, on his way home, he stopped to run some errands as if everything was okay. Uh, when he got home, he noticed the garage was open and Sherry's car was gone. He also noticed broken glass on the ground, which he noted looked like he it had come from the car window. Um, this is hilarious. Apparently, Sherry drove like me and was prone to small accidents. Uh, she had recently chipped the paint on her door in the garage just weeks before this. So, John thought that this you know, it was just Sherry driving like a dummy. Uh, so he never thought anything of it again, which he's starting to sound a little bit, uh, what's the word? Not smart. Uh, a little sketchy too there, bud. <laughs> well, well, yeah, he, he gets sketchier. There's never any solid evidence, but I don't like him. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, so he, <laughs> again, I wrote this when I was stoned. I said, he obviously has never watched forensic files because I would have been panicking and crying long before this. <laughs> um, John didn't believe anything was wrong until he walked into the house and noticed a secondary door to the living room was left open. When he entered the room, Sherry was laying on her back on the floor. Her face was swollen and obviously beaten and bloody. She was barefoot and still wearing her red bathroom from that morning. Sherry's robe was open and her arms were raised and bent with one leg slightly raised as well. Uh, They noted it looked like she was uh, trying to get up almost and she sort of froze in that position. Um, that's sad. John checked her wrist, hoping to find a pulse, but there was none. Uh, and it was after this that he noticed there was a black bullet wound in her chest. So Sherry was dead. <laughs> she was not sleeping. <laughs> she was not sleeping. Maybe do call your girlfriend more than once if she's still asleep in bed. Okay. Don't take my advice ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the crime scene was very thoroughly documented by the police, but again, this is 1986. So they just kind of collected it in hopes that maybe one day it would be useful. Um, at they, they did had a job sus- at the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we ain't done yet. <laughs> it's another, we hate the cops oh, because I know yeah. I honestly don't do it on purpose. There's just like lots of faulty police work in this world. I mean, they do it to themselves. So they do. Um, so they had a suspicion that, uh, Sherry's death was the result of a fight. Uh, this is a direct quote from a Vanity Fair article I read. So quote, one of the stereo speakers in the room was knocked over and lying beside Sherry on the rug. The wires had been removed from it. A gray ceramic vase lay shattered on the floor. The top two shelves of the wooden display cabinet had been knocked askew and an amplifier and receiver dangled forward on top of the television. At the base of the stairs leading up from the living room to the second floor, a VCR and CD player had been stacked neatly as if assembled for carrying out but then left behind. There was a single bloody smudge on top of the CD player. There were smears of blood on the east wall and another smear on the front door. On the floor just inside the front door were two intertwined cords. One was apparently the wire from the fallen speaker. Upstairs, one of the two glass sliding doors to the back balcony was shattered. Uh, This was a glass that John had seen on the pavement outside the garage, not from the car. It was from the upstairs door. Uh, And there was no sign of forced entry. And other than the object left on the living room floor, there was no sign of ransacking. So no drawers had been gone through or anything. They just kind of 
they had a tore apart the living room and left so it was a very very violent crime scene yeah sorry what was that so they just had like a massive fight apparently yeah so it was it was a very obvious struggle um and it sounded like a mess i didn't look up pictures because it just sounded awful but yeah um i mean that painted a pretty good description so i'm good with no pictures yeah um i say this again at the end but the vanity fair article on this is wild if i could find a way to link it i will it's so well written it's like reading a book um but they are very detailed and that whole paragraph there is from them because i just i was like i'm not gonna reword this like (laughs) they nailed it (laughs) um so homicide detective lyle Mayer discovered that a quilted blanket on the living room chair had bullet holes in it with powder burns which means after the first shot had been fired the shooter held a gun against her chest and fired point blank twice using the blanket to muffle the sound so the killer knew enough how to how to muffle the sound of a gun um Two bullets were recovered from Sherry's body. Both were thirty-eight caliber. Uh, one of the bullets must have passed completely through her as it was not located in her body, but there were three bullet wounds. Oh. Um, any of these three shots alone would have killed her, according to the coroner, so they were all, like, aimed to kill, essentially. Yeah. Um, there was also a bite mark found on her arm. A cast was made of the bite mark for analysis, but again, this is 1986. Um, John was questioned by the police along with other neighbors and friends, but ultimately no suspect was named. A week after Sherry's murder, her car was found parked on a street in Van, Van Nice, California. You know, I looked up how to say this and I still can't. It's a V-A-N-N-U-Y-S, but apparently it's pronounced like Van Nice. I have no idea. You're asking the wrong human. This place in California. (laughs) The weird spelling. (laughs) I promise I actually looked it up this time. I'm just really bad at talking. (laughs) So her car was found unlocked with the keys in the ignition. Uh, Investigators found several fingerprints in the car. They found a spot of blood and a strand of brown hair. They proceeded to interview people in this neighborhood and discovered that there was a series of robberies committed by, quote, two Latin men. Uh, in one of the robberies, a woman was assaulted in her home. So police decided that this must have been what happened to poor Sherry, an innocent victim in a burglary gone wrong. Case closed. Job well done. But of course, this is the spooky hour. So obviously, this does not end here. No. Uh, <laughs> <Twist>. <laughs> Sherry's twist (laughs) uh sherry's father nels rasmussen was not satisfied with the answer police had given him something just didn't add up in his head um according to nels sherry was having a hard time with one of john's ex-girlfriends lapd detective stephanie lazarus which can i just say this like just sounds like a bad guy name stephanie lazarus it really does she just sounds like a villain (laughs) you were born to be a villain your name says so it's perfect. Um, Nels claimed that Sherry had called him on multiple occasions, upset that Stephanie had shown up unannounced to the couple's home. Uh, one of these occasions was just a few weeks before the couple were set to get married, which is mad disrespectful. Yeah, seriously. Um, naturally, this led to an argument between Sherry and John. She asked her then fiance to tell the woman to leave them alone, but Jaw saw no Jaw. John saw no reason to. What do you mean you uh, saw no reason to? he's a man that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) john and stephanie had been dorm mates in college and according to stephanie the pair had only dated casually she she sort of made it sound like more of like a friends with benefits situation okay um they were longtime friends and john saw no reason to ask an old friend to stay away men (laughs) when we tell you to check a bitch there is always a reason yeah Please check that bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> when John refused to check the bitch, Sherry checked her for him and asked her not to come back to the house. 
That, however, did not stop Stephanie. Uh, she had shown up again, this time in her LAPD uniform with her gun strapped to her waist. Uh, she said she was on a break and wasn't expecting Sherry to be home. Usually at this time of day, John would be at home and Sherry would be at work. But for whatever reason, that was not the case this day. So you so just after show up she... to his house to go see him. I'm sorry, bitch. Who, the... yeah. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I would have fought her long before this. You're uh, abusing your power there, sweetheart. Yeah, showing up in uniform, too, is quite bold, I think. Um, so after she asked Stephanie to leave, Sherry called her father once again in a panic over this woman. Uh, she started to wonder if this was some sort of routine. Uh, she leaves for work and the old girlfriend stops by to hang out with her fiance while she's at work kind of thing. Uh, she cried on the phone telling her father about it that night and Sherry did not cry easily according to her dad. Um, after this incident, Stephanie showed up to Sherry's work and burst through the office doors to scream at her about John. In later interviews, Stephanie alleged that she showed up at the office to tell Sherry that John had been trying to, like, flirt with her and stuff on the phone and she wanted him to leave her alone. But uh, other witnesses will dispute that and say that's not the case. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. So Sherry's father brought all of this to Detective Mayer's attention the day after the murder. Uh, his first question to the detective was, quote, have you checked out John's ex-girlfriend, the lady cop? Uh, he refers to her as a lady cop a lot. So, and I liked it. So I just referred to her a lot as the lady cop the lady coming cop. up next. So, yeah. Uh, he would later recall that Mayer dismissed the suggestion saying that Nels had watched too many cop shows on TV. Uh, okay. <laughs> same soon after the murder nels was shown sketches of the two latin male suspects and the burglary theory was explained uh nels rejected this theory the apartment shows sign of a long fight and mayor estimated that the struggle may have lasted for over an hour and a half oh, and nels alleged that there was no way his daughter could have fought off two men for that long yeah and it was very obviously a fight it wasn't it wasn't like she was overpowered like there was a struggle yeah and they didn't um, take so, anything no so <laughs> Not really no. a robbery. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's starting to get a little bit fishy. Um, Nels asked if they had checked to see if the lady cop had been working that day. He asked if they had examined her, taken pictures of her, or brought her in for questioning, and they had not done any of this. No one ever checked up on Stephanie Lazarus. Um, someone apparently did talk to her on the phone eventually, and the conversation uh, was enough to, like, close that... Uh, what's the word like the investigation into her like they just had a brief conversation they were like eh fuck it it's not her yeah she's a cop um, she does she does no wrong yep no nope. pretty much there's only one brief entry in the case file that mentions her and it was recorded on november 19th 1987 which was more than a year after the murder it reads quote john rutan called verified stephanie lazarus police officer was former girlfriend so that's all that was ever said about her in the files interesting so no arrests were ever made and the evidence of sherry rasmussen's murder was packed away in commercial storage while the case sat and grew colder stephanie lazarus worked her way up the ranks and became a well-respected and awarded detective so still still a cop um in 1989 john sherry's husband was reunited with his old girlfriend stephanie on a scuba trip to hawaii before he met her there, he had the decency to call Detective Mayer first to make sure no evidence had ever been linked uh, between Stephanie and Sherry's murder. Mayer assured him that there was no suspicions about Stephanie whatsoever. Um, there were no notes about this in the file, but this is what John alleged in later questioning. Um, so this is the last detail about their relationship, and they both went on to marry different people. But I wanted to include this because, like what the hell that's like, so weird <laughs> he was obviously suspicious enough that he had to call the detective but he still went on a romantic getaway with her to hawaii yeah 
he's gross i don't like him that's um, absolutely disturbing yeah he's gross like i said he's, there's never been anything concrete but like i just he rubs me the wrong way he's just a um, gross human yeah Sherry's father, Nels, never gave up his search for his daughter's killer. He and his wife put up a $10,000 reward and cooperated with the producers of the TV show Murder One, which developed a segment about the unsolved case. Uh, He repeatedly called the LAPD detectives over the years, always asking if they'd ever checked out the lady cop. Uh, When he first read stories about DNA testing in crime labs a few years later, he called and urged the department to run tests on forensic evidence gathered from the apartment and from Sherry's body. I remember there was like blood and hair samples. They had uh, a swab taken from the bite mark on her arm. They had everything. They just couldn't physically test it back then. Um, He was told by the department that they had a limited budget and could not afford to run such tests. So Nels offered to pay for the tests himself, and he even had a lab willing to do the work. But he says he was told that the DNA would do them no good without a suspect, even though Nels had a suspect. Like, wait, what? (laughs) So it's just, like, weirdly twisting the rules a little bit, it seems like. Like, Trying to sweep um, something under the rug there? Hmm. Hmm. Interestingly enough, while the LAPD was trying their best to deter Nels from solving his daughter's murder, uh, Stephanie Lazarus was moved around in the departments and was actually placed in direct contact with the files and evidence from Sherry's case. That stresses me out (laughs) so much. (laughs) Um, Certain evidence went missing, strangely enough, including all of the forensic samples and the officer whose name was used to sign them out claimed that he had never touched them and that someone else did it using his name. I find this interesting. So there's lazy detective work trying to pin it on like a burglary gone wrong. They're trying to tell Nels to stop looking into the DNA and now they're straight up destroying evidence. Hmm. It seems like the LAPD is kind of covering up for one of their own. Yeah. I, I don't think she was working alone in this. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't think um, so. So fast forward to 2004 now. Uh, Jennifer Francis, who was a criminalist with the L.A. Cold Case Homicide Unit, pulled Sherry's case and began sorting through what was there. She found something odd. The crime report stated that a swab had been taken from the bite mark on Sherry's arm, but it was not listed in evidence and it was not among the forensic samples that had been signed out and missing since 1993. Apparently, it was misplaced before these other ones went missing. Hmm. So, they're all kinds of sloppy here. Um, So, in regular protocol, evidence recovered from the victim's body would be held uh, in the coroner's freezer uh, while the case was still active. And then, at some point, it would be gathered up and stored under the file number. So, Francis called the coroner's office and the swab was not on file. So, they searched the freezers by hand. They found an envelope and the case number was like rubbed off of it because it had been there for so long, but it had the word Rasmussen written on the front. So whoever whoever gathered up the forensic evidence in 1986 just left it in the freezer for 18 years. Inside the envelope was a screw cap and inside the tube were the two swabs from the bite mark. Never documented, never properly collected, just sitting in a freezer for 18 years. Wow. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, we we really should do the YouTube thing because your reactions sometimes are so funny. You just like slowly went to the mic and you were just like, "Wow, <laughs> I just can't." <laughs> what so, trashy police work? Like what the? Yeah, Francis got the lab results for the swabs back in late January of 2005. She ran the DNA signature through CODIS, which is the like 
DNA research hub thing, storage thing. You should know what CODIS is if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) But there were no hits. The results did show, however, that the bite on Sherry's arm had been made by a woman. Uh, Francis took this result back to the cold case detectives, pointing out that if Sherry had been killed by a woman, it tarnished a detective mayor's theory that she was killed by two men. Uh, Jennifer, Francis, and the rest of the cold case detectives had never heard any of Nell's theories, but they insisted that the entire case should be reinvestigated based on the fact that the murderer was clearly a woman. However... There were no female suspects on file to compare the DNA to, so once again, the evidence went back into storage, which this seems so silly. I feel like as, like, a cop, you should... I don't know if this is a thing, but you should automatically have your DNA in the system because you are a fucking cop. No, you should. That's actually a good point. I'm surprised that it wasn't. Like, it has to be, like, part of your job. It has to be mandatory, you know? No, I totally agree. I never even thought about that. We could have caught her long before this. Right? Um... So in February of 2009, when the Rasmussen case surfaced again, uh, Van Nuys, Van Nuys, this place in California, the homicide detective Jim Nuttall had a row of what he called murder books. Um, they're binders full of notes, photos, diagrams, transcripts, and a quote progress report. So it's a detailed account that of everything that's been discovered for a case. So he has a bunch of these in his office that he likes to like pick through every once in a while. And one of the ones he happened to pick was the Sherry Rasmussen case. Um, In reviewing it one day, he saw the same bright red flag that Jennifer Francis had discovered. Mayer had theorized that Sherry was killed by two men, but the DNA report showed clearly that it was a woman. So this other detective, Detective Nuttall, he was very disturbed by the findings and reported it to his supervisor, Detective Robert Bubb, which I love that name, who was signed it to (laughs) Bubb. That's what I call my dog. (laughs) Uh, Bubby. He assigned the case to two other detectives, Mark Martinez and Pete Barba, to help him rework the case. They studied the murder book, and they saw a different story than the one pieced together by Mayer. As they would reconstruct the event, Sherry had not been surprised. Sorry? I'm sorry. I had to pause you, but there was an orb right behind your head, and it was like like this. No, I'm not looking. And then it zoomed out. It's gone now. No, I'm not looking. I'm sorry, but it was... I had to. I'm terrified. Was, I hate this basement. Why did you say that? It it wasn't like... <laughs> Can you see how red my face is? <laughs> you know, like, the dust particles <laughs> you get? My blood pressure. Yeah. Sorry, you're going to make your brain bleed more. <laughs> but it was, uh, like, it slowly was coming down in the corner, and I was watching it, but then it started, like, doing weird stuff, and then it just dipped. It was fucking weird. It's fine. I'll just die. I don't, I'm not looking at the phone anymore. I'm just talking to the computer now. <laughs> I don't know where you stopped. Or I stopped you and I'm sorry, but... Um, okay. Uh, so they started to reconstruct the event and they realized that Sherry had not been surprised by burglars when she walked downstairs. Instead, they uh, learned that the fight actually started upstairs. The front door showed no sign of forced entry and the alarm was turned off. So Sherry would not have heard anyone coming into her house unannounced. Uh, she was confronted by the intruder upstairs. Two shots were fired at her there that missed, which I don't know how that was missed in the initial yeah, seriously. Uh, investigation. And it shattered the sliding glass door. So this was, again, the glass that John found the night of the murder. The glass bowed slightly outward, uh, consistent with bullets coming from inside the home through the door to outside. So that means that the intruder initially shot from the bedroom okay. to the outside. Which, again, how do you miss that the first time? I don't... 
I don't know. <laughs> so the further they dug into the case, the robbery theory became less and less likely. One of the biggest clues was the bloody smudge on the top of the CD player that was stacked by the door. It was Sherry's blood, who, and it was left by someone who was wearing a glove because there was no fingerprint with it which meant that the CD player had been gathered and stacked after Sherry was killed. If it were, if it were a burglar, would he not, like, take the CD player and run after committing an unplanned murder? Like, why would he kill her and then just, like, stack things around the house? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like in the, like, the shuffle, it, like, fell down. They're like, oh, I gotta put this back to make the room look okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just left and didn't actually steal anything. Um, so it started to become more apparent that it wasn't actually a robbery scene, but an attempt to make a murder scene look like a robbery gone wrong. The detectives had found the one and only note about Stephanie Lazarus in the case file and realized that it was the same Stephanie Lazarus that worked in the art theft division. So it was one of their own colleagues. Mm-hmm. They worked literally down the hall from each other. Wow. Um, so in this case, there's like a whole thing they have to go through when a cop is a a suspect they have to go through like their chain of command because they don't want to like set the cop off in the middle of the office and have them shoot everybody or something just like pop your Um, head up and be like hey bitch why'd you kill this girl yeah exactly and they don't want to cause a scene and all this um so again in that vanity fair article they uh go through her arrest and it's actually really cool i really want everyone to read it because it's really cool they basically like trap her downstairs and like um they they're like oh come look at our new interrogation room so she goes down to the interrogation room and they have to take her weapon and they have to check her in and everything so she's in the interrogation room and then she's like so why am i actually here and then they get into it it's really cool (laughs) vanity fair does a great job with this one um so yeah uh, when their suspicions finally grew into a full-fledged theory in May of 2009, the cold case detectives went to their detective commanding officer, Lieutenant Steve Harrer, 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 Lieutenant Steve Harrer. It sounds like you're saying and, horror, but like, I know horror, but it's H-A-R-E-R. I have no idea. Lieutenant Stephen Harrow and area commanding officer Captain William Eaton. Eaton directed them to meet with Deputy Chief Michael Moore, who immediately authorized the Internal Affairs Group Special Operations Section to help with the investigation. That's a big mouthful for they got the big dogs in. Which is really what I just should have said there. Um, So they needed a DNA sample from Lazarus, but they didn't want to raise any suspicions in her case in case she turned violent or attempted to flee. A special operations team staked her out on a trip to Costco. And after they ate their Costco lunch, which is not a chirp in the slightest, as I was reading this, I was like, I want Costco poutine so freaking bad. Oh my God, yes, please. Oh my God. I haven't been to Costco since this pandemic started. No, me either, because it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare on a regular day. I miss poutine. I miss Costco. Uh, for our u.s listeners our costco here has poutine if you're ever in canada i I shit you not it's the best poutine we've got here it sounds weird but trust me it's just so good and like the hot dogs are a dollar yeah it's super cheap yeah super cheap i want costco food now um so yeah they went to costco and the officers took a cup and a straw that she had used two days later the lab confirmed that the mouth that was on the straw was the same mouth that had bitten sherry Mason's forearm 23 years prior in march 2012 stephanie lazarus was convicted of the murder of sherry rasmussen she was sentenced to 27 years in prison uh the rasmussens have sued both stephanie and the lapd which good for them yeah, i was gonna say good for them 
Yeah. According to someone named Detective Stearns, um, they investigated the department but did not find any evidence of an internal cover-up, which is strange that an internal investigation wouldn't find anything. Yeah, that's weird. Um, And to this day, the missing DNA evidence has never been found. Um, And she hasn't said anything about it? No. Wow. She's just, uh, as far as I know, she was like null about the whole thing. Um, So again, I I talk about this again at the end, the Vanity Fair article. Um, They have transcripts of her arrest. So the the interview that leads to her arrest. And it's really interesting to read. She kind of starts like nonchalant. She's like, oh, I don't remember John. I barely know John. And then she's like, oh, I've never met his wife. I don't know who his wife is. And then like, as they start like piling things on her, they're like, oh, someone said you were like fighting at her work. She's like, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's maybe ringing a bell. Like maybe like, she's just so nonchalant the whole time. Yeah, like just um, trying to hide it like she doesn't remember yeah you kind of want to like punch her a little bit through the article <laughs> while you're reading so yeah i highly recommend it i got most of my information from the vanity fair article it's so freaking good that is absolutely nuts so the heavy theory here obviously years though Sorry? She only got, or 27 years? She got 27 years, yeah. Um, at the time, I think she was, like, 50 or pushing 50, so, like, it could be a life sentence, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it did take 23 years to convict her, so... Yeah. Oh, she should have got, like, 27 years plus the 23 that she was, like, out free. Yeah. I agree. But, yeah, I thought that one was uh, pretty good. The running theory is obviously that uh, either Stephanie Lazarus on her own or with the help of the LAPD heavily covered up that it was a murder um and i hate how they treated her poor dad that's like making him making him feel crazy for like his theories and stuff but good for him he got his justice he knew all along yeah you just have that kind of it's like yeah it's a parent thing i have no idea interesting too um so the the officers interviewed her husband john and like asked about these fights Mm -hmm. that she was telling her dad about and john's like oh i never heard about stephanie like running into her work and like i didn't hear about stephanie coming to the house why wouldn't she tell me this so like is he also covering for stephanie or did he genuinely not know that she was like borderline stalking his fiance like is he just genuinely like like, oblivious i don't trust him though yeah the scuba trip mm mm-mm it's a scuba trip that did it nah i don't trust him yeah no yours was like cuckoo bananas though because like cuckoo bananas cuckoo bananas <laughs> i was torn between this and another case i might do the other case next week it was equally as cuckoo bananas but this one the cover-up aspect of it got me yeah and the fact that she's a cop was a cop yeah bitch was a cop now a convict seems to be a trend seems to be a big trend <laughs> yep so we'll get into some spooky so I assume everyone knows about Dear David, yes, the big Twitter feed. Absolutely. If you don't look it up, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the Greg thread or the Greg story. This one is a little weird. It's I can't write a script on it. I can't write anything about it. I'm just going to read Greg's Twitter to you guys. I'm going to read some tweets. Um, we're going to include him in our bio. Well, not a bio. We're going to include him in our description. We're going to include his Twitter so you guys can access it and take a look at it because there are pictures, there are videos, but I'm literally just going to read his Twitter and I'll tell you when I'm not reading it and when I am reading it so it doesn't get a little bit confusing. I'm, I'm going to follow along while she reads. She sent it to me because there's pictures and stuff. So you're going to get genuine shrieks from me, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we like to surprise each other with this one, but I had to like, yesterday I had to converse with Holly about some legal stuff first before I did this <laughs> and make sure that we were good to go. 
So. Fun fact, I failed copyright law in college. <laughs> I asked the wrong person. <laughs> okay, technically I passed, but only because I got like 98 on the exam. It's the effort that counts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it should be fine. We're good, I hope. Okay. I'm just literally going to read his tweets and we're going to go from there. And it's a creepy freaking story, so enjoy because it blows my I'm mind. I'm ready. I love Dear David, so I'm excited for this. Yep. Okay, so this happened. The first tweet was from October 29th, 2018. And it reads, something weird is happening in the woods outside my house and I don't know what to do. I guess I should start at the beginning. This isn't really my house. I w- it was my grandpa's, but I guess it's mine now. He died a couple months ago and because of some tricky paperwork, I'm apparently responsible for it now. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just like how we worded that. <laughs> right? I want to be responsible for a house that is not mine. It looks pretty. I'm looking at the pictures now. I want to be responsible for this house. Right? Um... So it continues. I'm just going to constantly read his tweets. I'm not going to like stop myself. So it's going to be like a story. Um, he lived pretty far away up in the mountains by the lake. There are a couple other houses down the road, but they seem like they're empty for the season. I assume they're summer homes. I've been here for a few days and it's, and it's really pretty, but it's super quiet and chilly. My mom never talked about my grandpa and I only met him once when I was really young. I think they had a bad relationship, but a few times I asked about it, she got annoyed and changed the subject. So basically, I don't really know what I'm doing here. This guy from my grandpa's estate basically told me that the house is now mine. Wow, is mine now. So I came... (laughs) (laughs) Dyslexia is a rough bitch. (laughs) So I I came up here to sell it as fast as I can and go home. I guess it's not that easy to just sell a house, especially one in the middle of nowhere. You could have just told me and I would have bought your house. Honestly, Greg, why didn't you just hit us up? We would have been down. Yeah, I would have. So it continues. At any rate, I think I'm alone up here. uh, Or at least I was. I figured I'd be here for a couple weeks to get this all handled and then I'd go home and be done with it. I'm on a break from grad school, so I don't have any other responsibilities at the moment. But now weird things are starting to happen. It started on my third day here. There's a little town about 25 minutes away, and I'd gone to get some food and supplies since I don't know how long I'm staying. When I got back that evening, there's something strange at my door. It was this artifact. I don't know what to call it. Obviously, it's handmade. It's made of sticks and twine and had some small bones tied into the middle of it. So it's exactly what you think. It's like a triangle tied together with bones in the middle. It looks like ritualistic almost. It's very witchy vibes. Very like witchy. It, yeah, like a spell type thing. Yeah. It's that literally looks like it. Yeah. Like a seance sort of deal. Um, so it continues. Ooh, very yeah, I don't like it. But it, it gets worse because obviously he has no idea what it is, but he just did a bad <laughs> move right now. So it continues. Oh, no. I didn't think too much of it at the time. I figured it was probably a kid from one of the other houses trying to mess with me. So I took it off the door and tossed it into the fireplace i am screaming isn't that so That's stressful like the very last thing i would do if i saw something like that let's just throw it oh, in the fire it's fine no. yep yep um so it continues by next morning i'd pretty much forgotten about it and honestly i had too much on my plate at the moment to worry about some kids prank so i got so i got up that morning made some breakfast and went out on the deck with some coffee I was sitting there drinking my coffee when I noticed something hanging in the tree just over the railing. It was another one of those artifacts. It was just like the last one, but it had a rock tied to it instead of bone. And then almost immediately, I saw another one and a tree farther down by the ground. I went down the deck steps to retrieve it. Then I started seeing even more of them. I found about eight in total hanging hanging in the trees or all around the house. 
They all had different objects tied to them, bones, feathers, that sort of thing. It was definitely weird, but I was more annoyed than anything, thinking that someone was in my yard decorating trees with these ugly goth <laughs> Christmas ornaments. That's so funny. So while she was talking there, I was clicking through all of the pictures, and the whole time I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'd put these on a Christmas tree. <laughs> Holly is the reason why this is happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's my aesthetic right there. (laughs) It's so funny. So it continues. And I'm literally reading word for word just so everyone knows it's his Twitter. It's his tweets. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, so it continues. Also, if someone was trying to scare me, it was going to take more than some bullshit arts and crafts project (laughs) to do the trick. I gathered all the artifacts together and burned them like I did the first (gasps) one. Oh, God, Greg. Yeah. Your also your humor is amazing. I love it. I, I like how it's written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After I disposed of all the stick things, I took a shower, got dressed, and went back outside to do some basic tidying and whatnot. The deck and the yard are sort of overgrown, and the leaves are starting to fall and cover everything. Being a new homer's homer, being out. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> being a new homeowner is a lot of work. Turns out, I feel that. <laughs> Um, that was when I found something that actually did make me nervous. I was raking a corner of the yard when I saw something dark on the ground off in the trees. I couldn't tell what it was from afar, so I went to investigate. At first, I thought it was a blanket, but when I got closer, it looked like a big sweatshirt or a hoodie or something. I didn't want to touch it, but it was obviously clothing of some kind, so it kind of looks like a blue sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked around and realized it was the like a whole encampment. There were... Um, there were a couple old socks, a pair of what I thought were underwear, gross, <laughs> and a few <laughs> old napkins scattered around, a plastic spoon, a creepiest of all, a beaten up notebook. I flipped open the notebook, but nothing was written inside. A whole bunch of pages had been ripped out of it, so I know someone had been using it. Plus, you could sort of see the shadow of the pen marks on the recent Ooh. page, but he, I couldn't make out um, what had been written, though. I just got chills that I don't know It's so creepy. So creepy. Anyway, that definitely freaked me out. It was clear someone was camping on my property and possibly trying to scare me out of the house. I wasn't really sure what to do about it, though. What could I do? I definitely didn't sleep well that night. That was the day before yesterday. The next morning, I sort of expected more weird artifacts to be outside, but I didn't see anything. And the encampment was gone, so I figured it was probably a homeless person passing through or something. Um, I thought that was the end of it and turned my attention back to the house. I realized the house had almost no cleaning products and I needed to pick up supplies again. I drove into town and picked up some Windex, some spare light bulbs, and some other stuff and then came home. The driveway ends a ways up from the house and then you have to trek down a path which bends around the side of the house to get in. I was walking around the house when I saw some movement across the yard near a tree. I froze dead in my tracks. Someone was standing under a tree staring at my house. They didn't see me, though, since I was also partially behind some trees and a good distance away. Whoever it was, they were wearing some dark hoodie I'd seen in the grass the day before. As quietly as I could, I set down my shopping bags next to me and slipped my phone out of my pocket. I managed to take a couple photos, but the person turned and disappeared Ugh. into the woods. And you can see it. Like, there's someone in, like, a cloak just it's hanging out. It's very creepy. I have full-blown chills. Yeah, I don't like that. This The cynical person in me is always, like, it's obviously just his friend. Like, they're just faking this. But I don't like it. Yeah. No one likes this. It's not good. Um... So it continues, I stood there for a couple minutes too nervous to move in case the person came back, but they didn't, so I picked up my bags and hurried inside. 
I picked up my phone to call the cops, but put it back down because I didn't even know what I'd tell them. Someone was looking at my house like any police officer would take me seriously, especially if you're in L.A. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just saying. And like an idiot, I destroyed all the weird artifacts from before so there wouldn't even be any evidence. I felt like there was nothing I could do right then. But you have the photos, so. Um, Yeah. I was mad at myself and feeling scared all alone in the house, so I locked the doors and left out the back. I went down to the lake because I don't know where else to go. I just knew I didn't want to be in the house at that moment. I walked a ways down to the lakeshore and then sat there a while looking out into the water. I thought about getting in my car and just going home, but I felt like that would get me in trouble. There's all sorts of property tax stuff I don't understand. I felt trapped. Also, I couldn't... I still would have just left. (laughs) Right? Like, that wouldn't have stopped me. Bye. (laughs) I can deal with that from home. Um, Yeah, we have the internet. Yeah. Also, I couldn't decide if I was actually in any danger. When my grandpa died, it took me a couple months to actually get up to the house, so maybe someone was squatting in the empty house, and now that I'm here, they might just leave on their own accord. I was star- it was starting to get dark, so I reluctantly headed back to the house. I walked up the stairs leading to the back of the house, but right before going inside, I got this weird chill. I made up my mind that I absolutely did not want to stay in the house overnight. Good for you. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I decided to go get to my car and drive into town and find a motel for the night. The house was all locked up, but I already had my keys, so I went back around the house and toward the path that led to the driveway. And then I saw her, the figure from before, standing right in the middle of the front lawn, staring straight at my house. I froze in place, completely in shock. I was practically right next to her, but it was almost as if she didn't see me. Then it hit me. She couldn't see me because she had no eyes. She had no fucking eyes. Just shiny skin over where her eyes should be. And she had almost no hair at all. I wanted to run, but I felt like if I even moved a little, she would hear me. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. As quietly as I could, I went for my phone. I needed some sort of evidence to show the cops. I felt it was like happening in slow motion. I feel sick to my stomach as I'm writing this, but I was able to get it on video. My heart is racing just thinking about this. I haven't been able to watch it since I recorded it, but here it is. I don't want to watch it. I can see the top of it and like I'm going to throw up. You have to watch it. Okay, I'm watching. I don't like it. Oh God, look at him. Why did it look at him? (laughs) Yeah. It's so creepy. I don't like it. No. I ran back to the house and got inside. I scrambled upstairs and looked out my bedroom window at the front yard, but she had vanished. Remembering it now, it feels like it didn't really happen. Like it was just a nightmare. I legitimately feel nauseous. Isn't it creepy? I don't like this. I called the cops and explained what had happened. I'm sure I sounded crazy, but they're. But they said they said they'd send someone by in the morning and to keep my doors locked. So that's where I am now, alone in the woods, freaking out. <laughs> I know I won't be able to sleep tonight. I feel lightheaded and nauseous. I don't know what's going to happen. Going to happen. I'm scared shitless. So that was the last tweet from October 29th, 2018. So now we're on October 31st. Oh my gosh. The past yeah. The past couple days have been really strange. I also have a shitty reception up here, so I'm sorry for not updating. They sent a police officer up yesterday morning, but I feel like it didn't accomplish anything. I explained everything to the cop and even took him out to the clearing where I found the stuff, but it was all gone except for the notebook. And since the notebook is empty, it's basically basically useless. I feel like the cop didn't believe me anyway. I showed him the photos I took of the stick things, and he said at worst it was counted as vandalism, but without physical evidence of trespassing, they can't do anything. 
even when I showed him the video, he still acted really skeptical. He kept asking if I knew the person in the video. I think he thought I was, like, pranking him or something. I ended up just getting frustrated. The cops said to call the station if something happened. After he left, I went back and got the notebook from the clearing. Maybe there's a way to figure oh. out what was written on the last page. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the cop drove away, and I was al- alone again. It's so damn quiet up here, and all I want to do is leave, and I, I feel... But I feel like I can't. I'm so far away from home. I can't even invite a friend up here to keep me company. And even if someone did come, it would take them a couple days. I haven't seen the woman from before, but I still feel like she's out there. And other weird things are happening too. I took a walk around the lake yesterday because I wanted to get the, uh, I wanted to get a look at the other houses in the area. Maybe if I, <laughs> if someone else has noticed, wow, maybe see if someone else has noticed some anything weird. But they're all empty. Every house is total, totally dark, and there are no cars in any of the driveways. I haven't seen a single person at all, except one, uh, except once. Well, sort of. After I came back from my walk, I was out on the deck and saw a boat in the water way off in the distance. They weren't moving. Oh, they stayed there all afternoon. I feel like they were watching me. Yeah. They actually stayed out there in the same place until it got too dark to not see them anymore. Normally, I think they were fishing if they weren't for what had happened the day before and the fact that all these houses seem empty where did it come from or where did they come from the boat was gone this morning so who knows i microwaved some oatmeal for breakfast and took it down to the dock near the water it's weird but i sort of feel safer down I there feel that. the water makes me feel less stressed i guess i kind of feel like time goes by faster when i'm at the lake it's like meditative or whatever anyway i was actually starting to feel a bit better about everything this morning if it wasn't for what happened next. I had finished my oatmeal and was staring or starting back toward the house when I noticed something in the water. It was like this little inlet by the shore. It was small and white and at first I thought it was a bright brightly colored rock but wasn't sure. It seemed oh, too see round. It. it probably against my better judgment, I took my shoes off and went into the water to retrieve it. <gasps> it was an eyeball. A fucking <gasps> eyeball. And there's a picture of this eyeball. Why did Why did he hold it in his hands and take a picture of it? I have I no idea. Know. Also, I would have dropped that shit and ran. You know what else is else is really weird though? Why are you Why do you have rocks? There's a picture of him holding the eyes, and like the rocks are behind it too. Like, why are you holding rocks and the? The eyes? only thing I can think of is maybe if he like grabbed it and then like picked up rock. I don't. I have. Mm. I don't know. It's gross. I'm grossed out. It is gross. It's really freaking gross. continues this has to be from an animal right please tell me this is from a big fish or something i threw it back in the water and water and hustled back up to the house i washed my hands in the sink and then sat on the couch for a long time i don't know what's going on i can't believe i picked it that up out of the water i still feel gross and to make matters worse the boat is back out there i showed up again this afternoon and it's just sitting there in the same place as yesterday are they watching me from that boat Um, so that was the last tweet from October 31st. Now we're on to November 6th. I keep hearing things at night. I stand out on the deck and I feel like I can hear things moving in the trees. It's probably a deer or something, but I can't help imagining something else. I'm sure I'm making it out to be worse than it is. A deer nocturnal. I see them out on the road sometimes when I'm driving into town. I try not to think about it. But last night it was worse. I heard screams. Thank you. (laughs) Right? That sounds so stupid to say, but I don't know what else to call it. I was brushing my teeth and heard something out of the bathroom window. I'm sure it was an animal, but my toothbrush was buzzing, so I can't be sure. And then this morning, I found the bloody remains of something. Right in the middle of my yard, it was literal intestines, 
and they were fresh. I feel like I can't even post something like that to Twitter. Like, it's going to be flagged if I post it. I don't know. Maybe I can upload it separately or share a link. So they did end up sharing a link. Holly, you can click it if you want. It's disgusting. Uh, I'm torn. Okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to throw up. It's really gross. Guts is what he named the image. Oh, gross. It's like literal guts. And And hair. And there's like wasps all over it. Yeah. This is seeming more and more satanic. Yeah. So his tweets continue. Yeah, sorry, it's disgusting. Anyway, I scooped it up with a shovel and flung it into the woods away from the house. I don't know if bears are up here, but I couldn't leave it. And besides, animal guts are the last of my worries right now. I have other things on my mind. I've been trying to figure out what's written in this notebook from the woods. I had it for a couple days, but I can see faint letters, but I can't make them out. A bunch of people replied and told me to do a pencil or charcoal That's rubbing. That's what I was going to say. But I, don't, I didn't have anything like that. I found a bunch of pens, but no pencils, so I had to go back into town. It was actually really hard to find charcoal. I finally had some luck at this little hardware store. The box didn't even have a price tag on it, so I feel like it had been sitting on the shelf for years. I love his determination. He's obviously in some, like, little cottage town, and he's like, I must solve this mystery. Right. Where is the charcoal? I would, like, literally call my mom and be like, Mom. I would have left. I would have left long before this. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, so it continues. It seems like people in this town, ta- in the town are starting to recognize me. I don't like it. I didn't plan to be here that long, but it looks like I might not have a choice. People are nice enough, but it seems like the kind of town where everyone knows everything and I definitely don't belong. When I was in the Harvard store, these little kids were following me around giggling and making fun of me. I think they were twins. I couldn't really hear what they were saying, but I'm sure they were making fun of me because little kids are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> On the way out of town, I stopped at the grocery store, but they were out of some of the things I wanted. It seems like they're always out of the stuff. They've been out of eggs for a couple of days, so I just got some Pop-Tarts and stuff and left. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. They don't like eggs, so you must go for Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Anyway, the notebook, I've actually been putting it off for most of the afternoon because I wasn't sure I wanted to find out what that woman was writing in it. I can't ignore it forever. I'm going to eat dinner and then guess I'll try the charcoal. I'll be back in a bit. So the same night, Jesus. So I did the charcoal rubbing over the recent page in the book, like people were telling me to. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. I'm sort of freaking out. So it's a picture. Oh my God. And it's just writing over and over and over again that says they took my eyes. Oh, my God. Like, it's... Oh, my God. It's so creepy. I don't like this. No. No. And the writing, um, it it looks like it starts off, I don't want to say neat, but at least uniform. And then towards the end, it looks like big scribbles. Like, it gets messier and messier. Yeah. And this is a long one, you guys. So, be prepared. Oh, this is gross. Yep. I'm not having fun. <laughs> so, it's your turn to haunt my nightmares. You're welcome. Ha ha. Um, so what even is this? Like, what the fuck? I feel like I'm going to throw up. I need to go sit down. What the hell is going on? Me. Me right now. Right. <laughs> I need so, to go sit down. His next tweets start on November 9th. I called my mom yesterday. I wanted to see if she knew anything about the place. She said I've actually been here before when I was really young. I don't remember any of that. I tried to ask her again why she never got along with my grandfather, but she is so cagey about it. She grew up in the town nearby, and my grandfather didn't move into this house until after my mom left for school. I guess she never really came back. We talked for a little bit, but my reception here is spotty. She asked me if 
there's still the wine in the cellar and i told her there wasn't a cellar but she said there is down in the basement off to the corner after she hung up i went downstairs to look and she was right look at all the wine yeah there's a bunch you've been sitting there for like a month and you haven't found the wine jeez jesus that was in the first place i hunted out <laughs> um there's a bunch of old antique stuff in the basement and behind some filing cabinets there's a dusty little wine cellar i can't believe i missed it at first it's a full of wine some of it is really old i can't believe you missed it either dude yeah, same right there's also these weird wooden wine stoppers all over the place. They're actually really cute. I totally use them. <laughs> From the looks of it, it seems like nobody's been down here for a while. And then he captioned this picture, poor guy, and it's like a dead mouse. It's really gross. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, and look at some of these bottles. I don't know about the wine. I wonder if they're good anyway. At least I have a surplus of alcohol down here to take my mind <laughs> off how weird things have been lately. So it's like like one of the bottles from like 1864. It's crazy. I noticed, um, I'm going to mispronounce it, Moet, M-O-E-T. I noticed a bottle of that that looked really old, and that's expensive, like, now. Yeah. So, <laughs> very, very old. And, like, even the labels are kind of coming off. It's crazy. Um, so this house keeps surprising me. I find weird shit around the property. Like, all these clap, like, there's a clap shed in the back a little ways through the trees. It's not that strange, I guess, but I can't help overthinking everything I see now. And, I still can't believe he's still there. Right? A little ways down from the shed, I found this in the middle of the clearing. What is it? It's a rabbit. It looks like Peter Rabbit. <laughs> it looks like a little, like, child stuffed toy of a rabbit, but it's, like, propped up. Like, it's standing. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah, no, it's kind of creepy. I, don't like, I zoomed up on the picture. I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> so none of it makes sense. And there's something else I found that I can't stop thinking about. There's so much junk around the house, and I'm trying to clean it up, partly because it'll help this place sell faster but also to help keep my mind off things i was sorting through some debris and found these old rusty letters in the in a pile on the ground partly under the foundation i could see some nail holes on the side of the house so i think they were on the house at one point um, i know sometimes people give like lake houses names i can't figure out what they've said though I brought them inside and laid them out on the kitchen floor so I could make sense of them. But no luck so far. Maybe someone else can figure out. So he posted a picture of um, my dog is shaking, if that's what you can hear right now. Oh. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice. I was trying to figure out what the letters were. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they posted, he posted, like, these letters and it just makes out something. You find I think you find out about it later. So, um, So that was November 9th. So now November 21st. Sorry for not updating in a while. The reception up here is terrible, and I haven't been able to get Twitter to load all that often. At least there's lots of wine in the <laughs> cellar, so I haven't been bored. That a boy. <laughs> there you go. I've mostly been trying to keep busy getting the house in, um, in shape to sell. The realtor is supposed to come by up here next week to help me formally list it, which is good because I like to get out of here. But there's something weird about the town down the road that I can't figure out. I've been getting cabin fever pretty bad. So the other day I drove into town to have breakfast and wander around a little bit to get my mind off things. There's only one restaurant in the whole town from what I can tell. I went in there to eat and the whole experience was sort of bizarre. I'm not really sure how to explain it. Anyway, I ordered eggs Benedict off the menu. The waitress mm. had pretty chill attitude but nothing out of the ordinary. But then she brought out my food. I totally forgotten the eggs on my eggs benedict it was just ham and hollandaise gross <laughs> um, i called the waitress back and told her she'd forgotten my eggs and all she said was we don't have that i asked how a diner could not 
have eggs, especially early in the day. She just said sorry and walked away. It was so weird. I was confused, so I took a second look at the menu and realized the description doesn't actually list eggs in the Benedict. And I realized eggs aren't listed anywhere on the menu, even in the sides. Yeah. I hate this place. Right? Eggs are amazing. So what kind of diner doesn't have eggs at all? That might just make sense in a vegan restaurant or something, but they have meat all over the menu. I can't figure it out. Also, on my way out, there was this family in the booth sort of watching me leave. They were all being really quiet in a sort of obvious way. They had two twin girls with them. I'm definitely not coming back here. <laughs> like <laughs> Just like two shining. twins. Nope. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was thinking about it the whole way home. There are too many things that don't make sense, and I don't feel any closer to figuring it out. But one thing seems clear. I'm not welcome here. When I got home, I found something folded <gasps> up and wedged in the front door near the handle. Someone clearly wants me gone. So it's a picture of what was in his door and it's just a page up like a what is it um a tag or something and it just says leave on it so someone wrote leave um it was written on the back of a tag of some sort i suspect it was the eyeless woman from before i haven't seen her but i think she's still out there i think something bad is coming is coming i'm gonna pop another bottle of wine i don't know what else to do right now (laughs) mood um so weirdly enough i looked at the back of that thing and it it looks to me as though it's a tag for, like, a patching kit. So, like, someone was patching up a tent. Oh, that's so weird. So, like, that person camping in his yard. <laughs> that is really fucking weird. That's so creepy. I don't like that. Um, so, that was the last tweet from November 21st. Um, and now we're on November 29th. So, I saw something out in the woods today. I've been trying not to spend all my time at the house since being cooped up all the time makes me feel crazy. Everyone going through quarantine right now. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Even though it might not be super safe to be alone in the woods, it still feels better than being home all the time. Uh, God, I can't think... I God, I can't believe I just referred to that place as home. I've been here too long. Anyway, I was talking... I was taking a walk today. The woods would be so pretty if it didn't feel like something was going to murder me out here. <laughs> I was almost enjoying myself when I stub- when I stumbled into a clearing and found something strange. There's a single filthy chair overlooking a ledge. Weird. Yeah. And there's a picture. It didn't seem that creepy at first, but I got this really funny feeling. So I <gasps> took out my phone and pulled up my maps app. And sure enough, the chair was pointed in the exact direction of my house. I was probably a mile away from my house at that point, oh but it was Lord. still weird. Yep. That's so weird. It's so weird. It made me feel queasy and I didn't want to stick around. So I hustled out of there. But I'd barely walked 30 feet when I found something else, something way worse. I didn't even know how to describe it. What the hell is this? So it's a picture and also a video, obviously like a ritual. And there's like a skull with like shells and like a candle and there's a bug on it. It's really weird. Um, So he took a video of it. drawing too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, It seems like every day there's something new, but I'm not closer to understanding what's happening out here or why. I finally pulled myself away and practically stumbled away from the rock. I felt dizzy walking away. I wanted to go back home. I started in the direction of the house, and that's when I saw her, the woman from before. She was standing up the hill, seemingly staring at nothing. I darted behind a nearby tree, but luckily I don't think she saw me. I hadn't seen her in weeks, but I knew she was still out there. 
And there's a video of her just standing there. I can there. see the it's video, so and I haven't creepy. brought myself to scroll down yet. Okay. It's so scary. <sighs> so he says, I took a video from behind the tree, and I don't even know why. It's not like I'll do any oh, good. Oh, it looks like she didn't have legs for a second. Yeah. She does have legs. But okay. at least I have proof that I wasn't imagining any of this. Oh, my God. I don't like it. It's so scary. Oh, he's zooming in. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Eventually, she left the hill and disappeared in the woods. Once I was sure she was gone, I left the tree and practically ran back home. The whole way home, I kept expecting her to appear again and attack me or something. I don't understand what she's doing out here. Is she a witch? That sounds so stupid, but I don't know how to explain any of this. Those weird stick artifacts, and now this is on the and now this on the rock. It feels like fucking witchcraft or something. Yeah, Yo, bro, I true. have to agree. Yep. And who's on the boat that I keep seeing there on the lake? Why is everyone in the town so weird? At this point, I just want answers, and I feel like I'm getting close to getting them. I'm just scared of what they might be. Me too. (laughs) Me too. So that was the last tweet from November 29th. Now his next tweet was December 11th. I found out what those letters spell. So those letters that he found... Mm-hmm. I've basically forgotten about it after finding them in the ha- outside the house. I put them in the back of the closet and pretty much stopped thinking about them. But yesterday I found something else. There's this little alcove upstairs with built-in shelves and a bunch of old books, sort of like a mini library. I was flipping through some of them, looking for something to read when I came across a little book about wine. <laughs> Tucked Naturally, in- he grabbed that one. Right. Tucked inside were a couple of old Polaroid photos. They were pretty faded, so it was hard to make out what they were. The first one was pretty unremarkable. It just looks like a photo of the trees outside. Yeah, it literally just looks like a tree outside. Yeah. Um, the second one was even blurrier. For a minute, I don't know what I was looking at, but then I realized it was one of the house and the letters I found on the ground a couple weeks ago. The photo was super fuzzy, so it took me a second, but I was able to make it out. It spells out Deepwater Chapel creepy Hmm. this is so weird i've never heard of the name before was my house a church or something i spent the afternoon going through all of the other books in the library but didn't find any other photos i don't know what to make of this i'll let you know if i find anything else but yeah i don't know so now we're i legit feel nauseous (laughs) it's so weird so now we're on december 13th she was here the woman was in my house sorry i'm getting ahead of myself i can barely type sorry i'll try to explain all right oh my god yeah so i was in the woods out back yesterday when i started pouring it happened really suddenly and even though i wasn't far from the house i got soaked anyway it rained most of the evening i left my clothes by the fireplace to dry and ended up going to bed early or i guess it was today sorry i'm still not really awake yet anyway i had this awful dream tonight sorry if i'm rambling a bit i'm still trying to collect my thoughts sorry my hands are shaking in the dream, I was on the deck outside with a bunch of friends from back home. We were we were sitting in a circle. My friend Eric was there talking about how creepy the woods were. He was saying how the trees were just big black silhouettes and anything could be out there watching you and you never know it. He was sort of freaking me out, but I, but I was trying not to show it. I'm all, I know what you're doing and it's not going to work. You're not going to scare me. And Eric sort of narrowed his eyes and said, I bet I can scare you. Something about the way he said it made me uneasy, and I was like, all right, very funny. You can stop it now, but Eric wasn't smiling anymore. He was just staring back at me. The whole mood seemed to shift at that point. Nobody in the circle was talking anymore, and suddenly it got really quiet. No sound except the wind and the lake down below. So any trace of joking had disappeared from Eric's face. After a long minute, he slowly cocked his head to the side a bit and said, is there someone here with us right now who shouldn't be? All of a sudden, I was too scared to break Eric's 
gaze, afraid to see something I didn't want to. For a long time, we just stared at each other. Nobody said anything. Then very softly, Eric said, is there somebody watching you sleep right now, Greg? That's when I (laughs) bolted awake. It was in the middle of the night. I was alone in my room, but I had this weird feeling that someone had just been there in the room with me. I laid there in the bed for a minute, too terrified to move, too scared to breathe even. And then I heard something downstairs. At least I thought I did. This house is always making sounds, so I couldn't be sure. I hesitated for a second, then crept out of bed and went down the hall, trying to be quiet as possible. No, not I. Nope. I'll just jump out the window and leave. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need legs. It's fine. Um, From the second floor landing, I could see the living room and part of the kitchen. Everything seemed normal. I could hear the wind blowing pretty loudly outside, so I figured maybe I hadn't heard anything at all. I tried to calm myself down. I was wide awake at that point and too shaken to go back to sleep. So I went downstairs to get a snack and some coffee or something. I walked into the kitchen, then stopped dead in my tracks. The door in the kitchen that leads outside, it was wide open. And nope. I know I locked it. I locked all the doors at night. And even if I for- and even if I forgot to lock it, I know I wouldn't leave the door open like this. So there's a picture of it. Um, the whole kitchen floor is wet with rain i'm calling a locksmith first thing in the morning to come change the locks shit i want to leave but i don't know where to go um i'm alone out here should i find a motel you should find absolutely find a motel absolutely yes seriously just go home who cares don't even sell anymore don't sell the house just give it up fuck it forfeit it (laughs) and i just realized my clothes are my wet clothes are gone she fucking stole my clothes i'm not spending the night here nope so someone was replied, I guess, you know, it's really bad. I didn't even like tell anybody like what the Twitter handle was at the beginning of this. So I'm sorry. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that because you told me what it was. Yeah, I didn't even think about it either. So um, it's Gregory88, but Greg is G-R-3-G-O-R-Y-8-8. Um, I'm terrible. But um, so someone replied to his tweet saying, if she was able to navigate the house and she has no eyes, that means she's familiar with the house and the house layout. She's been in there before and knows it oh. well enough to walk around without bumping into anything and making a lot of noise. Get the fuck out. And he Ugh. replied, I didn't even think of this. I left, but I'm still freaking out a bit. I'm trying to find a hotel or something. My stomach is turning. Yeah. And that was the last tweet from December 13th. So the next one is December 23rd. I'm sorry I haven't said anything in a while. I've been staying in a motel about an hour outside of town. When I left the house that night, I just kept driving until I felt like I was far enough away to feel safe. Good for you. <laughs> I called the locksmith, but they weren't able to come out right away, so there was no way I was going back to the house without new locks. So I've been waiting it out here until I can go back, basically doing nothing, jumping at every little sound, and feeling crazy. Finally, a couple of days ago, the locksmith called back, and he said he'd come out, so I checked out the motel, I checked out the motel and got into my car to drive home. It was a pretty long drive back, and the closer I got to the woods, I felt worse, or the worse I felt. In my head, I knew going back was wrong, but I can't just leave for good. I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't leave. I don't expect anyone to understand it. I don't even understand. I sure don't understand no, it, sir. I don't get it. Anyway, I drove past town and reached the woods. <laughs> I'm sorry if you guys hear that. I got Kylo a new <laughs> uh, toy, and it's a raccoon, and she's just throwing it around right now. <laughs> Anyway, I drove past down and reached the woods where the roads were worse and harder to drive. They get twisty as you drive up to the house and you have to be careful not to hit deer. I almost always see a dozen or so deer on my drive, but today there were none. Not a single deer in sight. In fact, the woods seemed a lot quieter than usual. I could have been imagining it, but something definitely seemed off. 
I was almost ready to turn around when something darted across the road. It was so fast I wasn't sure I was I saw it at all. I panicked and swerved off the road and into the deep grove on the, the roadside. By the time I realized what happened, the thing was gone. I have no idea what it was. It was just a blur, but it wasn't a deer. It was red, red like blood. Worse, my car was stuck. It was my mom's old car, this weak little two-wheel drive, and I couldn't manage to get it out of the groove. I sat there for a long time trying to figure out what to do. I knew there wasn't a good I knew it wasn't a good idea to walk the rest of the way, but if I didn't, I'd miss the locksmith and I'd have to spend the night at the house with the old locks or go back to the motel, which I couldn't afford. I wasn't too far from the house, so I made the most sense to walk the rest of the way and call a tow truck from home. I this just to- sounds like a horror movie. I can just see Holly's head in the corner of my eyes. Just shaking. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> I need to meet the locksmith anyway, so I got out and started walking. Also, it's like December 23rd. Is it not snowing where you are? are you? I know. That's what I've been thinking this whole time. Unless he's in like California or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Florida? Does it snow in Florida? I don't know. Once I was outside, I realized I'd been right about the woods seeming quieter than usual. I couldn't hear any birds. It was dead silent. My footsteps seemed seemed so loud. Every twig that cracked under my shoe sounded like a bone breaking. I was periodically checking my phone's GPS to make sure I was heading the right way. I had just rechecked my route and was about to put my phone away when I saw something that made my heart sink. I was another one of those artifacts, like the ones I'd seen on my first day here, but it had gone. It had one of my gloves tied to it from the rainstorm last week. When I left my clothes by oh the fire God. to dry, there was a pair of gloves with them. I knew the woman oh had God. taken my clothes that night, and this was just confirmed. I also knew, I also knew I'd find the rest of my clothes before I even saw them. And sure enough, I found more of those artifacts not far from the first. So it's just a bunch of pictures. I found my glove, socks, and bandana, everything from that night except the sweatshirt I had been wearing. I, left- I bet she's wearing it. Yeah, I guess so. I left them alone this time. I didn't want to touch them. All I wanted to do was get back in the house to get the locks changed and call a tow truck and started jogging a bit, wanting nothing more to get away from those stick things. But after a while, I started to think that I should have been home already. I slowed my pace and took out my phone, but I... It wouldn't oh, no. calibrate this time. I couldn't seem to locate my GPS. This is stressing me out so much. I'm like bouncing my legs and everything. <laughs> Still, I could hear the lake off to my left, which meant I kept walking alongside it. I should get to my house eventually. So I kept moving and tried not to think about getting lost. I must have gotten turned around because I was walking for what seemed like ages. I found myself in part of the woods that seemed unfamiliar. I had no idea where I was. And suddenly I saw something else in the distance. Something bright white, almost seeming to glow against the dark trees. I couldn't figure... It looks like eggs, almost. Um, Couldn't figure out what it was from a distance, so I went closer, trying to be as quiet as I could. When I actually got close enough to see what it was, my mouth literally fell open. It was eggs. Huge eggs, all in a cluster, like a nest. It is eggs. It is eggs. (laughs) They were enormous. It's hard to explain their size, but you can sort of of see them in relation to my boot here so he shows a picture to his boot and they're freaking huge they're like quite like way bigger than an ostrich egg even god they're bigger than my head yeah way bigger um i felt like i was dreaming before i even knew what i was getting what i was doing i touched one i couldn't help myself it was warm i had a sudden urge to smash it to see what was inside but then just quickly just decided against it 
I felt sick, like I was going to throw up if I didn't leave right away. I left the clearing to and tried to listen for the lake and headed in that direction. I got to the lake shore and felt a little better. Since I was out of the trees, I had a better view of my surroundings and I was able to pinpoint my house a ways down the shore. I never thought I'd be so happy to see it. The rest of the way back, I felt like I had vertigo. I couldn't make sense of everything that had just happened. I still can't and reached the house and somehow felt a little better once inside. The locksmith arrived a little bit later and changed out the locks. I watched him work in a daze. I also had him install deadbolts. I called the tow truck and they got my car out of the ditch, but now I'm home alone again and can't stop thinking about what I saw. I can't figure out any of this out. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I should leave. I know I should leave, but I just can't. And no, and at least nobody can get inside tonight. At least I'm safe inside. So that was the last tweet from December 23rd. Now it's December 29th. I heard something, someone outside. I was in the kitchen washing a glass and heard something outside on the deck, a scratching sound, and then it stopped. I thought I was imagining it, and then I heard footsteps. And for some reason, I just ran outside without thinking. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know if I'm scared anymore. I just want answers. I'm sure it was her, but I couldn't catch her in time. I thought about chasing her in the woods, but decided against it. I don't want to get lost out here at night. I turned to go back inside, and that's when I saw sh- what she had been doing to the- my deck in the first place. I shouldn't oh be God. surprised by these artifacts, but the- this one's huge, taller than me, and the sweatshirt from the, s- the storm tied it in the middle. So it's a picture, and it's like the same little triangle thing, but his sweater's tied in the middle, and then behind him on the wood, it says, Fear the New Moon. And this thing's huge. Like, these sticks have, have to be, like, six feet long at least each. Yeah, they're freaking huge. Um, so, he continued, honestly, I was just going to leave it there. I'm sick of this. I was about to go back inside when I noticed there was something written on the wall behind the artifact. I hadn't seen it before. Fear the new moon. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know where the woman got the, the fucking marker, and I don't <laughs> like how fucking familiar she feels around my house and my property. <laughs> Um, I hate that I consider this my house now. It feels normal now. I'm losing it. I just want this to end. Whatever the new moon shit is, I feel like something's coming. Fuck this. And someone, like, replied with a picture of when the new moon is, and it says it's January 5th, 2019. So he says, I guess the new moon is January 5th. Um, So that was the last tweet from that year from december 29th so now we're on january 4th 2019 happy new year Year. (laughs) it says there's going to be a storm tomorrow the new moon is tomorrow too i should be fine if i stay inside it's been storming all day and into the night thunder and everything i've stayed inside all day nothing has happened yet maybe nothing will happen still i'm nervous i've been freaked out all day maybe i shouldn't have stayed i don't know what's wrong with me i should leave tomorrow we're all we're on january 5th tweets now um so this is the day of the new moon yeah i'm not really sure what i'm saying i just need to occupy myself with something writing this makes me feel less alone it's like i'm talking to somebody i can't do this anymore i'm leaving tomorrow first thing in the morning i don't care about selling this house anymore i just want to go home it took him this long right i was like you got this house in october i just need to make it through the night i'll be fine if i stay inside the locks are new and nobody can get in i'll be fine i'm going to go get some wine and stay in the upstairs bedroom tonight it'll be okay you tell that self you tell yourself that but yeah good luck so he tweets uh she's here she's in the cellar fuck i practically ran into her she didn't even hear me because of the thunder outside her back was to me, and she was standing dead in the, still in the middle of the room, just staring at the wall. So, it's a picture oh of her, and, like, she's bald. 
with a little few strands of hair, but she's standing there. And you could see like vertebrae too, like down the back of her neck. Yeah. It doesn't, she doesn't look human. No, she doesn't. Um, I couldn't move. I was petrified. Oh. All I could do was stand there like a fool and stare at the back of her head. And then she turned around and she spoke to me. She said she won't hurt me. She said she'd explain everything. I'm sorry this is all happening so fast. She's sitting in my living room oh my right God. now. I can't believe this is happening. What the fuck? I can't believe this is happening either. Right. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sense of this. She said she'd tell me everything. I'll be back. Okay. So, he's back. <laughs> I'll try to relay everything she said, but there was so much of it. I can barely keep track of it all. I'll start at the beginning. First, she said she made the stick things for my protection. She says it's dangerous out there and she's trying to protect me. When I asked what she was trying to protect me from, she was quiet for a long time. When she finally replied, I could barely hear her and she said, Thing there are things in the water. I didn't really oh believe God. her, but I didn't have any rational explanation for the things I've seen, so instead I just listened. Here's what she told me. A long time ago Oh, we're on January sixth now. They kinda of merged. It seems like it kinda of like yeah. overnight. Like midnight. almost like it happened at midnight, yeah. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, something came from the sky and landed in the lake. It brought something with it, something ancient and strange. The people who lived here began to communicate with it. They protected it from the outside world, devoted their lives to it, and in return, the thing gave them a gift. The people were blessed with ab abnormally long, healthy lives and many children, but it came at a price. I had so many questions, but didn't know which ones to ask, so I just sat there in silence and took it all in. The women continued. In the beginning, there was just one. It spent most of its time deep in the lake slumbering, but over time, it made more. Instinctively, I asked about the eggs I saw in oh the woods. God. The woman nodded. There are so many of them now, she said. They, came, they come from the water to lay eggs, and the people take care of them, hide them away until they hatch. But when they hatch, they need to feed. At that point, I was starting to put two and two together. I thought about the twins I seen in the town. She must have sensed my understanding, but she spoke again. I told you there was a price. Oh, my God. Yeah. The people in this town were, are blessed with many children, but they don't get to keep them all. When the eggs hatch, the people must bring one of their own to the woods. The creatures need to eat. She was quiet again. They start with your eyes. Oh, my God. Yep. I asked her. <laughs> I how, hate this. <laughs> I asked her how she knew all about this, but I already knew the answer. I know because it happened to me, she said. When I was a girl, my father brought me into the woods with the others, offered me up to the newborns. She turned her head toward the window like she was gazing into the distance. They took my eyes. Oh my God. I waited until she was ready to speak again. It was a long time before she did. She told me that she was led to one of the eggs, how she watched it break open, how something came out of it. And before she knew it, she was something was on her burrowing into her eyes. She wasn't oh sure what God. happened next. She only remembers seeing the pain and then suddenly she was free. She doesn't know if she managed to push the creature off or if someone helped her, but she got away, ran into the woods. She ran until she couldn't breathe anymore. She was too scared to go home, so she stayed in the woods. Eventually the forest became her home and she's there she's been there ever since. Oh my god. Yeah. So she's she's is a human yeah so she was one of the sacrifices i guess oh my god yeah i felt completely bewildered none of this made any sense to me but at the time it did somehow i had so many questions i wanted to ask but i couldn't sort out my thoughts i couldn't figure out what to say finally i asked why are you telling me this now after all this time the woman didn't say anything at first she took a long labored breath it's the same every year she said 
They come out of the water in the in the fall, lay their eggs. A few of them begin to hatch early. They feed on the animals in the woods. They need strength to make it back to the water. But most of them hatch when it's darkest. She turned to me even without eyes. I felt like she was staring right at me. Tonight is the new moon, she whispered. Tonight is the ceremony. My stomach oh my began to sink as real, realization set in. Realization about what was happening out there in the woods at this very moment. We have to do something to stop it. I blurted out. I started getting out of my chair when she shook her head. She said, she, she said there was nothing we could do. It happens the same way every year. We can't stop it. But I wasn't listening anymore. I don't know what came over me, but I jumped up and ran out the door, ran out of the woods. I don't even know where I was going. Not I. <laughs> right? No, I'm not brave enough to do that. At some point, the rain had stopped. It was dark and I couldn't see anything, but I couldn't hear the things around me. Or, sorry, but I could hear things around me. Things moving through the trees and I could see lights in the distance, fire or flashlights. I don't know. I had no idea where to go or what to do. More than once, something ran by me in the trees. I was using my phone as a flashlight. Kylo. <laughs> I was using my- I'm so enthralled. I don't even hear the Kylo sounds until you say something. <laughs> She's just whipping her toy around. Um, I was using my phone as a flashlight and tried to take a picture of the trees, trying to see what was out there, but everything happened so fast. I don't know what these are. So they showed pictures. I don't know if you can zoom in on Holly, but you see this. Like, I can see them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be here. I don't, I'm going home. <laughs> this is the clearest shot I could get. They all move so fast. It looks like a, like someone that was skinned. It's disgusting. Yeah. No, that's a good way of wording it. And it also like, it does kind of look fish-like in the face. Yeah. A little. Yeah. Like a water creature, which I have been saying since the beginning of time, we need to stop looking in space yeah. and we need to start looking in the ocean. We do. That's where the shit is. <laughs> it's where everything is hiding right now. It's, ugh, fucking ugh. apparently. This this took quite a turn. I thought I was expecting like a demon or something. This is, yeah. Yeah. You guys are getting a long one today. So sorry. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like It's stressed. creepy. It's so creepy. So... He continues, I ran for what seemed like an eternity, ran in circles. I had no idea where I even was. And then somehow I was back in the same clearing where the eggs had been, but they were gone now. Nothing but bits of shell left on the ground. It was over. I was too late. It had already happened and they cleaned everything up. I was too late. I stood there alone in the clearing. The lights in the distance were disappearing and it was getting quieter. And just like, and just like that, I was running again, running towards the lake. I don't even know why I couldn't do anything. Branches scraped my face and as I ran blindly through the trees. I reached the water, but there was nothing there. I saw some faint ripples out on the black water, but besides that, it was silent. It was over. I was too late. I'm back at the house now. The woman is gone. It's so quiet. I don't know what to say right now. I'm going to leave in the morning. I'm sorry. I just don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. So that was the last tweet from January 6th from that night. So the next tweet is from January 16th. I'm still here. I'm alive. I left the house after that night. Decided not to sell it. I don't think anyone would buy it anyway. I locked the doors and I got in my car and left. I'm home now trying to process process everything. The morning after, it was so quiet and peaceful in the woods. It was like nothing had happened at all. I'm still not sure what to believe. I sort of feel like it happened to someone else or I dreamt it, maybe. Sorry it took me so long to update. I wasn't sure what to say. I still have so many questions. I might never have all the answers, but something happened out there. I can't explain it, and I don't know if I could have done anything to stop it, but whatever it was, I can't let it happen again, and that's why I'm not selling the house. The woman said it happens every year. If she's telling the truth, then maybe there's something I can do next time. I have to try. So I guess that's all for now. I'm heading back to school next week, so hopefully 
that will take my mind off things. I need some sense of normalcy again. I'm not sure when I'll tweet again. I just need to take a break and get my head together, but I'll be back. I have to go back. I won't let it happen again. And that was his last tweet, January 16th, 2019. Freaking terrifying arguably better than dear david right it's like i have been stressed <laughs> at the same time you're kind of like you i can be like it's kind of hokey and stuff but like it's spine even if it is yeah even if it is it's well constructed it's well written i have been shitting myself for about an hour now <laughs> yeah I, remember I loved that good find i holly showed me dear david when it was starting i'm not a big twitter user i was when i was in high school but i'm not anymore so um holly had sent it to me so i was kind of like following it so i know like the gist of the story yeah but then i found this one and i was like oh this one's way cooler it's absolutely nuts so i was kind of right like i was getting witchy vibes but the alien thing was like as soon as i saw the eggs i was like those have to be alien eggs like yeah yeah wow that was good it's so creepy i oh so everyone what an episode today i know we had we had good ones we uh we gave you a long one this time so to make up for last week your guys regular episode last week um but if you want to check out his twitter it's gregory 88 so it's g-r-3-g-o-r-y-8-8 we are gonna include it in our all of our descriptions and everything like yeah that, well but. i'll probably like do like a picture that has his twitter handle on it yeah so that i'll be like go to this twitter or whatever yep but wow creepy i'm exhausted <laughs> i know i've never talked so much in my life <laughs> I know. I felt like I talked forever, and then you talked even longer than I talked. I was like, yeah. how is she still going? This is Not going- in, like, a mean way. That sounded mean. I just mean, like, physically, how are you still speaking? This bitch is still talking. What the hell? <laughs> My mouth gets dry after, like, 20 minutes. That's why I needed, like, 17 freaking drink breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was fun. You guys are going to have to let us know what you think of that yeah. uh, in the comments, because this, this one was crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Usually, Danielle's the one not sleeping after this, but yeah. Jesus. It's a little bit of a spooky and like creepy and like witchy vibes but then it turns into like aliens it's everything in one it's the perfect spooky story yeah so like i hope he updates us like obviously nothing happened in 2019 but maybe 2020 the world's already ending so this maybe they'll the come year, back. right you never know <laughs> so with that jesus i guess we'll say goodbye <laughs> yeah i think we don't need enough banter but uh go get a drink i know i need one so i'm guessing some of you guys probably need one yeah. go get a drink just relax forget this ever happened exactly <laughs> but you can uh, come join us on our social media we have instagram at a spooky hour podcast you can follow us on twitter with greg at <laughs> spooky hour and you can email in your spooky stories we have our spooky tales up the first episode already out if you missed it email in your spooky tales at the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com our email is also in our instagram little cute little button you can go figure make that it nice out nice and easy uh, like we said volume two is going to be dropping whenever the hell we want so make sure you get those <laughs> stories in yeah uh, we've already got a couple there's one that i'm incredibly excited to share oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> so excited <laughs> yeah. yeah send us your stories i i just need a drink i don't know what else to say at this point <laughs> yeah you know drinking a nap stress myself out <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again, guys. Um, As always, we love you. You're amazing. Have a wonderful week. And stay spooky. Stay spooky.